Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. And welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber, along with Jim Cramer. As we put social distancing to work here at CNBC, we are still in different locations. We are about to obviously begin trading uh, today to end a tumultuous week and a historic week as well, Jim, one in which we've actually seen a three-day winning streak for the markets, the likes of which they have not seen since 1933, though in the midst of a downturn for the month, the likes of which we haven't seen since 2008. And here we find ourselves this morning, at least looking at a market that will open lower. Your thoughts? Uh, you, have, you go up 19.9% in the S&P. You can have two thoughts. One is, that was the greatest bull market ever. And the other is, boy, is this market ever dysfunctional? We're not moving the way we should. Uh, there's very little volume. Yesterday, what, the machines took the Dow up about, what, 500 points in the last 20 minutes. Totally unsustainable. Uh, I'm keying on oil. Uh, I think oil takes out 20. I think that oil is something that uh, the, the algos are keying on. I wish that there weren't such a thing as algorithmic trading, David, but you know it's here to stay. I, I love Lee, Lee Cooper, and he's talking about the uptick rule. It's almost quaint. Uh, the quants are in charge. Yeah, it is the quants, It is. The quants, yes. you know, let's bring back the, the uh, Smith Corona typewriter. Uh, the quants are in charge. They took it up, and, and now, David, they're going to cash, you know, they're going to cashier, cashier the market and cash yeah. it in. Let's come back to oil for a second because it does get lost sometimes in all uh, of the volatility we're seeing and our focus, of course, on the economic crisis, on the health crisis and on the equity markets. Uh, but, Jim, you just said you think oil's going to go to 20 or below. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, there's uh, we uh, we're pumping 13 million. There's no place to put it, David. Now, the, the uh, people, the storage people have actually held back a little space because they think that oil could go in out to five dollars. I don't know if that's actually possible. But yesterday, the Excuse most. Excuse me. Yeah. No, there's some people who think it's going to go to five. The most important interview we had yesterday was Scott Sheffield uh, from Pioneer with Brian Sullivan, where he's just talking about a handful of oil companies making it. Uh, I think people should listen up. You can go back on CNBC.com and listen to it because it is uh, it takes your breath away. Scott's the guy who told me when we were making it, you know, eight. Eight million barrels a day that we were going to go to 13. Uh, we were headed to 17. I, I just feel like that people have yeah. to keep their eye on oil, David, because it's the it's the wild card. It's the thing that no one seems to be able to stop. And it's deflationary. Not at a time we want to see deflation. It looks it feels so 20, 1928, 2829. It's You know, and it, it is worth reminding people, of course, it is connected to the current economic crisis, given the incredible decrease in demand from world economies, but it is also completely separate because of this fight that continues between the Saudis and the Russians. You have said now for weeks you want the president to call up uh, Saudi Arabia's leader, of course, uh, and say, cut it out. But that hasn't happened, Jim, and it appears that's not going to happen. Look, the president, I've spoken to the president for many, many years about uh, OPEC. He hated OPEC. OPEC's on the run now. Gasoline's coming down. I think he it, look, it is good for the American people. It's just that if we're in a fight of our lives to keep people on payrolls, and we listened to Danny Meyer just then talking about restaurants, restaurants, huge employer, want to keep them on the payrolls. That's something that Secretary Mnuchin designed, particularly with the bill. Uh, but there's this other part of the American economy that has been the strongest, greatest job creator, and also about energy independence, national security. And I'm not saying it could go away, because the oil's always going to be in the ground, David. I am saying, holy cow, this thing is not playing ball with the market. And if we didn't have the algos, here's what would happen. It'd be like, wow, hey, maybe that's okay. But David, if, the, if there's these traders, these hedge funds that key off of certain very simple things and they're keying off of oil, they could take us down with them. 
All right, let's uh, uh, let's talk a bit about, though, the, the broader issues of our economy right now and the House, uh, which is going to well, actually is getting together right now. And then they'll see if they have a quorum and try to get this bill passed that passed the Senate, Jim. Um, we talked to Secretary Mnuchin yesterday and if and when the House is as expected passes it one way or the other, um, there's still some question about how quickly you're going to get the money into people's hands because but, uh, they I, need it. Tomorrow. Okay, I, I spoke to the secretary today. I mean, look, it, it, three. It, it took so long to get the money when uh, during the previous regime, the Obama regime, it took a lot, long time to get people the money. They are working to get this money in three weeks to the uh, from the IRS to you. That would be amazing. And yet, David, I would contend that the next three weeks are probably the most perilous point. We're going to get up every morning. We hear Dr. Scott Gottlieb, and he's going to tell us that, look, it's this city now and that city now and this city now. And it's like it was like yeah. like the classic movie Red Dawn, David. I know you probably didn't see that riveting almost Shakespearean-like movie. But I do think that what we're up against is an uh, a incredibly powerful enemy that's unseen. Uh, and at the same time, we got with the checks in the mail, but they're snail mail uh, because we need that money now. America needs that money now because you know, people will be sitting around uh, with, uh, waiting, waiting. And we're going to have Brian Moyne on later, but you know, he's, his bank is offering tremendous forbearance. Is everyone going to forbear? Is it, is, do we really... It, Oh, my. It's the, it, we're depending on the kindness of strangers. Decent play. No, I mean, that's the question you and I have been asking for some time, because unless you mandate somehow uh, extended forbearance up and down all the way, it's not clear you're going to get it. At the same time, there are companies who are not paying their bills, small right. and large, by the way. Right. They're asking for discounts. They're not paying their landlords. There's so much going on right now in, in, in terms of that. And, Jim, you know, we're a few weeks into this now in a serious way with the markets responding the way they have. And yet there doesn't appear to be any more clarity. I, 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 my day now is, uh, you know, I can make even more phone calls because uh, I can't swim and uh, I'm not taking the subway anywhere, downtown, midtown, uptown to various offices. And yet the more people I speak to, the more diversity of opinion I get. Nobody seems, yeah. you know, I'll talk to, to one person who runs a large, let's call it global advisory firm who says this is going to change the way we behave for years to come. This is going to change the nature of work. This is going to uh, be a fundamental change in terms of behavior. Uh, And there are going to be so many different aspects of it in terms of how we feel it in our lives. And they're not particularly positive in terms of the weeks ahead. Then I'll turn to somebody who's very senior at a private equity firm who says, you know what, we're already seeing some opportunities. We can make some asset-backed loans. Maybe even we can do something with a cruise ship where that's an actual asset-backed, some sort of a deal where we can be backed by the ship itself. And in a few months, this is going to actually pass. Then on to another hedge fund, a large one who tells me, oh, we're going to retest the loans. It goes on and on, Jim, and I don't get any clear answers from <laughs> no, anybody. No, I don't either. I mean, you got a Mardi Gras that was fabulous down in New Orleans. You got our mayor, David. Well, you know what? Happy days. Let's, you know, even one month ago, let's just go down. Let's do these things. We're strong. New Yorkers are strong. Well, we ain't that strong. And Philadelphians were strong in the 1918 pandemic. Uh, I just find that they're, the leaders are uh, saying different things. Uh, the hedge fund managers saying different things. I love the fact that private equity is happy because that, I think that that's one of the weakest points in, in the economy. But you're right. And I think the most important yeah. point you make is, is that the world has changed the way we do business. We're going to listen. We're going to hear from Verizon CEO. And I think that they're in yeah. the catbird seat because, wow, we're not going to work. Now, David, the one thing that hasn't changed and it's kind of a favorite paradise. You didn't shop before. You can't shop now. It's true. I can't even go anywhere except to the supermarket. It is You're an right, introvert's which, paradise. Uh, which I have been doing. Right? You have been? <laughs> I've not been going. <laughs> you paint me out. as You paint me to be such a misanthrope. And that, you know, people need to know that we're only half kidding, right, Jim? It's, it's not complete. Which half? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good question, too. <laughs> Um, I do miss you. I really do. I, miss you. I actually would rather I, be next to you. I miss commonality. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm FaceTiming my wife. She's at the other place. You know, I'm FaceTiming my wife last night. It's like, wow, you look great. Well, that's just terrific. I mean, how'd that happen? FaceTiming my daughter in Madrid. Hey, great city. I mean, what a horrible time. But you know, it's okay to have a no. little gallows humor. I listen to everybody. It's like, wow, it's horrible. Woe is me. You know, it's all right. 
I mean, we did pass this gigantic bipartisan bill. That bipartisan, whoever heard of that term in the, the era of anger? And we, we do have, uh, let's just say, some money coming to people that's more than a lot of them were making before they got fired, which is, I think it's great to throw a lot of money at it. Uh, Chairman Powell, he had real game yesterday in the Today Show. Today Show. At least it wasn't on Ellen when we were talking about raising rates. So, I mean, we got, it's, yeah. it's not all horrible. A, a lot of it's horrible. My phone works, David. You know uh, what? The, and you know what system I have? Segway. What system do you Verizon. have? Ah, okay. Well, then that brings us to actually our first interview of a very uh, busy morning in which we're going to hear from a number of leaders. Uh, but we will start off, as you just indicated, Jim, with Hans Vesberg, the CEO of Verizon, who joins us this morning. Uh, and I know he was with you on Mad Money not that long ago as well. Things change so quickly, though. It's always good to have him back. Hans, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, David and Jim. I hope you're fine in these uh, unprecedented times. Yeah, they Try certainly it. are unprecedented. Hans, I'd, I'd love to just get to the business itself. Obviously, you guys are doing a lot of different things here, but just, uh, you know, in terms of the 5G cycle that we talk so often about as last year ended and we came into this year, something we've talked to you so often about, is that no longer going to happen? Are, are the handsets that we thought that were going to start to be delivered into people's hands to work on the network that you've been building now for years, is that delayed? As a, so far, there are no delays. We don't see that. We, uh, we are uh, continuing rolling out our network uh, when it comes to 5G and fortifying our network. And uh, we have no indication on any delays right now. But uh, again, we are in a serious unprecedented situation and nobody really knows what's uh, at hand the next couple of months. But uh, so far, no delays as we can see. Do you see people going out and being able to purchase the next generation phone, though? That would seem to be something that's hard to imagine, at least certain given given current conditions. As we have seen, we have seen so many change in the social patterns uh, in the U.S. the last couple of weeks. And one, of course, is uh, how you uh, how you interact uh, with the communication devices and, and buying them. So, of course, we see much more digital purchasing right now. We only have 30 percent of our stores open. Uh, and uh, and it's only for critical services. And now we're going to appointments only. So uh, clearly we, we are uh, having closures uh, or opening hours much shorter. So of course it's harder to do transactions uh, when it comes to, but there are some critical things, you know, small businesses that need their phone fixed or they need the uh, accessories or something like that. And, and, and to be honest in today's world, I mean, of course the healthcare system is the most important we have in front of us to see that it's working. But uh, secondly, I would say the financial and the communication uh, industries has to work in these times. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report that our network is standing up very good in these times, but in a very different way than we're usually seeing it. Yeah, of course. I, I, there are so many different changes, as you say, in behavior. But I'm curious, as the leader of a, an enormous company uh, with a huge balance sheet, of course, and capital commitments, are you thinking differently? You, you indicated you're continuing the build out, of course, in 5G. But are you thinking differently in terms of capital, given this uncertain time, really unprecedented time that we find ourselves in? Uh, yeah, we are thinking differently. And already two weeks ago, we decided to increase our capital expenditures for this year. So we guided up our CAPEX for this year uh, from uh, we had the guidance between 17.5 to 18.5 billion US dollars. Uh, we guided up to that uh, from 17 to 18 billion US dollars. And the reason is we want to be certain that we continue to have the best and the most robust network. And we also thought it was important for the US uh, economy that uh, somebody is standing up and investing. And, and that's what we're doing. So we actually look different on the capital at the moment. And we also did the bond offering uh, when the market was open last week. Uh, so yes, we, we, we think different on the capital, but it's more on actually serving our customers in a time that uh, is so important that uh, communication is working for first responders, for our consumers, for enterprises, small and medium businesses in order to continue to be in business. Uh, Hans, thank you so much for being so open and coming on with us because you are a breath of fresh air because you're doing well. Uh, there were an article in papers today about how the uh, 
basically the network is overloaded, that whatever is the network these days has too much traffic on it. I've had no degradation whatsoever with my Verizon line, but is it true that we are uh, kind of running a shortage? And, and if that's the case, what kind of equipment do you need to make it so we don't have one? Uh, so first of all, um, we, we, we have, of course, growth in our network in, in, our, in general, but we, we have no major problems with the network and serving our customers right now. And I'll give you a couple of stats so you understand how big this is. We have 800 million calls a day. That's the double amount of calls that we would have on a Mother's Day, which is the busiest day of the year. And the calls are 33% longer, the duration of them. We have 9 billion S, uh, messages a day, a day. That's equivalent to what you would have on uh, uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, it's enormous uh, traffic in the network. And on top of that, we have increased gaming with 107% in the network. And we have increased VPN connections from home, which you, which you are doing and I'm working from here right now with over 50%. So the patent of the network and the applications we're using in the network has changed dramatically. But our fiber network and our wireless network is holding up very well. And we can serve all our customers. And then, of course, we have a priority for the first responders in the network as well at the same time. And I think we're serving some 160 emergency command centers with the technology to keep them up at the moment as well. So uh, it, it is a crisis and uh, the network becomes extremely important. We are prepared, as I said, we increased our capex if it's needed to, mm -hmm. to, to allocate more capital or, or more capacity. But at the moment, uh, my engineers are doing a fabulous work, but this is nothing you did last week. This is things they were build the network years ago for this right. type of robust environment. Okay, Hans, I've been asking uh, CEOs to take the pledge that uh, not, uh, no layoff for the next 30 days at least. Uh, I imagine it almost sounds like you guys must be hiring. You're certainly not laying off. Uh, we are not laying off. Uh, no, we, of course, we have 110,000 employees working from home, but that was swift in a week. And that's across the globe because we have employees around the globe. So uh, right now we have full uh, occupancy on all of them. And of course, some uh, store employees that are moving home and working from home might have uh, problems to find the work task. Then we're moving work tasks in the company. I have a database that you can actually assign for other things. So we're fully deployed at the moment. And if we think it's important also that uh, our employees that com comes home actually have a work task to do. Of course, they need to take care of children and all of that. Then we make them whole for financially with salaries, all of that. But it's important to get back to a normal life with the work as well uh, in these times. And we do everything we can to see that our employees has a full, uh, uh, full day with the activities uh, to be part of the company's journey forward. But Hans, uh, beyond your employees, which are so important, what about your customers? One would imagine, given the economic distress that has uh, spread itself throughout the U.S., those jobless claims numbers from yesterday being example number one, people may yeah. not be in a position to pay their bills. Are you seeing an increase in churn? Are you concerned about an inability amongst your customer base to pay you? It, it's too early to say that, uh, and uh, it might, of course, have an impact. But we have done a couple of things as well, like uh, for our small and medium businesses and residential customers, we waive all late feeds. Uh, we, uh, we also say to all our consumers that if you have problems due to the coronavirus, we're going to work with your payment schedules and, and waive fees and all of that. So we are very flexible in these times to see that our customers continue very much focus on the most vulnerable in the network. And that would be, uh, of course, consumers as well as small and medium uh, enterprises. The large enterprises we work with as well. Some have much more demands, uh, which uh, for obvious reasons work from home, etc. Others like the tourist industry and transport industry, they have a, a severe uh, reduction of, of, of revenues. You need to work with them and see that you can support them as well with another financial model. So you work with all of this and we 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 think that uh, in this time you, you stick up for the nation and you stick up for your for your customers, because uh, this is unprecedented times. This is so different times. I mean, right. uh, this is a time when you take leadership and are responsible. Understood. Uh, but again, you know, what I hear you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is you're full speed ahead. I mean, you're deploying capital in the same way that you would have potentially. You are concerned, but not 
completely sure yet in terms of what your customer base is going to look like and their ability to pay, but you're full speed ahead. You're not pulling back at all, not even on things like advertising. Yeah, advertising, of course, we do uh, advertising that is appropriate and we don't uh, advertise uh, new uh, promos on wireless phones and things like that. But uh, we, we talk more about the, the technology network and the most vulnerable and what we can do for them in these times. Uh, so that that's what uh, we try to split the days here. And we have uh, the highest crisis level in the company. We meet every day in the morning with the whole executive team going over everything. But then we also need to continue to work. We don't know how long this will continue and we know how important the network is, the, the wireless network, the IP network, the fiber network and the fixed networks that they are working for this nation at the moment. So we cannot sit here and, and wait and see what's going to happen. We need to execute uh, very, very fast. And so far, I'm really proud of my team. They're doing that and they're doing the most critical yep. work in the field as well, which is needed in these times. And we're relying on it. I am right now, Hans, and uh, it's working fine. Uh, appreciate your joining us again, Hans. Keep, uh, keep us uh, posted, of course, as can, things continue to change on such a rapid basis. Hans Vestberg, the CEO of Verizon. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break here on Squawk in the Street. When we get back, I think maybe we'll have a mad dash. We've got about 10 minutes to go before we get to an opening bell to end uh, what has been another historic and tumultuous week on Wall Street. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Time for a mad dash. We actually get to talk about an individual stock. Lululemon is what you focused on this morning, Jim. Why? Well, because they had a great quarter. Uh, now, the stock is looking down. I mean, what the hell? Everything's looking down today. But I point out that on the conference call, Calvin McDonald's doing terrific job, a nice double-digit comps, is saying we have early uh, learnings from China which show us that our business will bounce back uh, once again, uh, if you're in China, David, it's it's a source of strength. And uh, China is uh, this is a, a couple of companies have said that China is very good. We know Starbucks says China's come back very strong. Uh, I like this story. I mean, it's not the storyline you necessarily want. You want America to come back. But when you do have China coming back, what it says is don't give up. Uh, uh, Lululemon, I, I, I will be down on profit taking, but come back to it. Because China's coming back. Yeah. It's going to help them. Alibaba, David, is killing your buddies. Alibaba, they're killing it. Alibaba, your, your actually, yeah, as you point out, it shares only down, sorry, as I look here, 7.8% for the year. It's as a we buy. get uh, ready to start trading. It's a buy, you says Jim, is. for Baba. All right. Well, SoftBank likes to hear that, too, of <laughs> course. Masa given their enormous position there. Um, five minutes to go before we get an opening bell. Let's squeeze in a quick break, and we're right back. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. 
Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to Squawk in the Street as we get you ready for an opening bell about two, three minutes or so from now. Nobody actually mounts the podium any longer in front of us, Jim, so it's a little harder to tell. But when everything goes green or red on my screen, I know we're open. What, uh, what are you focused on? You started the broadcast, interestingly, by talking about oil right. and your idea that it perhaps could go below $20 a barrel. What else do you see as sort of a key uh, in terms of trading today? Well, I want to see these uh, recession stocks not go down uh, because with the rest of the market, because what I'm looking for is the theme. Are people saying it's a recession? Because if recession stocks, we have plenty of stocks that you can choose from. Lee Cooperman talking about stock selection. Uh, against that, we have a downgrade of Caterpillar from uh, a Bank of America, Merrill, saying, listen, the, the dividend is not enough to cover it. And that's a very, very strong statement. Uh, Schlumberger, dividend, they can pay the dividend, but it's not enough to want to own the stock. Schlumberger got a note this morning from Simmons saying, you know, they don't even know if they can pay the dividend. David, there's some great companies who uh, are in the balance. And what Caterpillar and Schlumberger both have in common is, of course, oil. Ten percent of Caterpillar's business is oil. So Oil is, in, is just embedded in the greatness of what was happening in the economy. And we can talk about restaurants, which we should, and bars, Danny Meyer, right? And we can talk about travel entertainment. Yep. But we were doing something good in this country, which was getting oil out of the ground. And now we don't know what's going to happen. And I hate to see the Saudis and the, the Russians uh, become the, one of the precipitate reasons why we have big trouble <laughs> in this country. I know. It is, a, it is a separate story, as we've said, and one of great significance as well. well you're, you know, Jim, were you surprised yield. at all? The high yield yeah, business. Yeah, high yield. What about it? Well, no, the oil. They, these guys bought, they just borrowed a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Energy is, as well, it's coming down and down and down, of course, as a dollar percentage overall of high yield. But True. as an issuance percentage, it was quite large, as you know. Uh, it has gotten better a bit in high yield of late, but it's certainly something we're keeping an eye on. Particularly, Jim, we've talked about this as you see investment grade companies getting downgraded. Right. There are a number of people who would like to see the rating agencies just just hold off. Just don't do anything for six months. <laughs> Not sure that's going to be the case. Everyone's supposed to forbear, David. We're all supposed to be fine. The guys who really won't forbear are the real rich landlords. They never seem to give up. No, they don't. As you hear the opening bell, of course, for this Friday... Uh, as we uh, get started with trading, uh, the futures were pointing to a lower open, and we are going to see that, Jim, after what has been three historic days, up right. days, the likes of which we have not seen at least since 1933. But we are still talking about a Dow that's down, what, 24, 25 percent, yeah. and S&P similar uh, s- from the highs. Well, you know what, David? Here's one we have to watch. If you ask me what the key to this market is, it's Zoom. I mean, it's a Zoom economy. You heard Hans talk about it. Uh, it this is not changing. I mean, everything we are going to be dealing with Bank of America uh, later today. I mean, people work at home there. That's where people work from. Uh, you're working at home, David. And I, look, I may be alien. Uh, it may be. But whatever it is, you got to get used to it because it's what's happening. Yep. And there are companies that are building out and spending fortunes, Bank of America included, to make it so that when you're home, it's just like being at the office. The only thing that you don't have is other people to talk to. It's true. Um, right? But, you know, you mentioned that. And we don't we don't talk that often about, although it's nice to when we're through this. But what changes in behavior are going to stay with us for a long time? And there are quite a few people who believe this work-life balance, this ability to work from home is not something that we're suddenly going to just abandon when this crisis abates, Jim. And it's interesting from an investment perspective as well, what it's going to mean for the digital economy, what it's going to mean, obviously, for the cloud providers and certainly companies like Zoom. But even in sort of your day-to-day work life, in terms of your ability to work from home, and the comfort level that management has with when their workforce is doing that. Well, we have a, a, a there's a couple companies like CrowdStrike, Zscaler. It's really easy to uh, to penetrate 
It's, I know that Cisco feels very strongly their WebEx uh, business, much more difficult to hack. I think it's something that people are we're way ahead of the, the bad guys have already figured out that this is just a paradise for them to hack. Uh, David, here's one that you always talk about. I mean, what happens in, in a world of stay at home? What happens to Ford Motor? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I, people are driving less regardless. We've talked about the autonomous future, yep. which, by the way, is still coming. And one would imagine in this world, you might not want to have a driver drive you anywhere. It'd be nice to have nobody in the front seat who could communicate any sort of disease to you. But uh, we're many years perhaps from that. We've thought previously it would be a lot sooner, but it's coming. And what will that mean to overall demand worldwide for automobiles? But you raise another point. If people are staying home, they certainly may not be commuting as much. But but look, we... We never thought that the world would go from movie theater to Netflix, and it happened so quickly. Well, I mean, maybe the world goes from office tower to home. I don't know. Will office towers become the new theaters? Will they become the new AMC? Sorry, uh, Adam Aaron, but that's a company's got a suboptimal stock price there. Uh, I do think that the, the changes are vast. They're happening so quickly. There is shortages of equipment. Uh, I, David, you followed HP. Their laptop business is on fire because everyone has to have a new PC yep. at home. Uh, there is uh, Micron is talking about, the, which I'll be interviewing later, they are talking about the boom, the actual boom in equipment because of this stay-at-home new office that has to be created. And let's not forget, David, the carbon that is taken out by not having everyone on the road. And the air is clear. You must be up there just marvelous. There's probably bald eagles sitting on your porch. You know, there are some beautiful, uh, some beautiful hawks here, actually, that I do get to watch out you this You go birding window, up there like uh, Secretary see. Paulson? You a birder? No. I mean, yeah, I used to see him in Central Park, where, by the way, there are an awful lot of people these days, hopefully well, maintaining yeah. six feet distance. But oh, yeah, sure. It's the one place people in New York it's, are still able to go. But uh, I used to see him in the park with his... Uh, with his binoculars, of course, the former Treasury Secretary was a big, a big birder, as you yeah, point I, out, I got Jim. Birds let's get to some stocks. Fail. Let's let's get to some stocks this morning. Uh, um, all right, I got to say it, Viacom. Not because oh, I want to get you in a particularly bad mood. You just what are you just pr- you provoked me? You backish me? I'm, Did I you backish me because it's Friday? Never. Stop. I would never provoke you. You uh, me. Lost it. There it is. Did you read the article, the Moffat Nathanson piece? No, it I'm just like reading the release from this morning. Is it a yeah. Well, listen, we've we were watching that stock decline long before yeah. uh, the virus started to spread throughout the world and the impact of it. But this morning, as you might expect, but this applies to so many other businesses. Right. They say, listen, you know, we can't. The impact is uh, we're going to have an impact from the business. By the way, they also say that they are still online to have the synergies that they uh, identified yeah. previously of $750 million delivered. They talk about their balance sheet in terms of $732 million yeah. of commercial paper outstanding, $200 million of short-term bank borrowings. Mm-hmm. They do have upcoming debt maturities in the next 12 months yeah. of $300 million in February of 2021. A balance sheet like no other, A balance sheet like no other. Have you done your bracket? You How's know, your bracket doing? Tony Romo's the only guy who's doing go. any good at that place. I know. Listen, so they talk about, of course... All right, you're getting it all. You're getting it all. Well, you yeah. back I mean, me. I'm postponing the theatrical releases CEO. domestically and internationally, canceling of rescheduling of sports events, for which mm. the company obviously has the broadcast rights, okay. production delays in television and filmed entertainment programming. They could be material to the company's operating results, cash flows, and financial position. Yeah, By the way, that? you can say that for a lot of companies, including our own. Well, they got see, uh, plagues. What were the plagues they had visited them? Uh, got grasshoppers, you know, Locusts. Locusts, yeah. yeah. They got the 10 yeah. plagues going over there yeah. at, the, uh, at, the, at the Viacom. No, it's, I think that we have to, it's, David, it's just... It's not a good situation. You did that just and to the make ad market, so my whole of course, weekend's ruined. I'm sorry, but the sorry. ad market is also under pressure, uh, as one might expect as well. By the way, though, when you talk about theatrical, uh, the, the, the stoppage in production, Jim, what about Netflix? What are they going to do? I mean, there's, there's some question as to whether they would need to go to sort of the weekly episode format as opposed to the binge format, because they're going to need to spread this thing out over a longer period of time, given they're going to come up against it in a number of months when there's no product anymore that they had originally contracted for because 
There's nobody making movies That's and plenty. television shows right that now. Is, that, talk about an Achilles heel. Maybe, because I've been thinking, what a great stock to own in this, in this time of COVID. But you're right. It, it's not. They have to, where are you going to be able to make product? Is there a place on Earth that COVID hasn't touched? I mean, Antarctica. I do a lot of, like, you know, movies about the thing or something. Where do you, where do you make a movie? Yeah. Where do you make a movie? I, I don't know. Right now... There are not movies being made, but it's an interesting question. Netflix, of course, which, as you point out, has been a beneficiary of this. And the stock is still up over 10 and percent this year. But and I don't know the answer. This is speculation. But there are certainly those asking, well, do they need to go to episodic just to preserve the supply, so to speak, Jim? But, but that means they're going it, to it, sign ups rule. If you don't have new coffee, uh, if you don't have like water cooler, disco- well, of course, there's no water coolers anymore. But if you don't have people talking about a Netflix show, you're not you are going to have signups to diminish. But we did see that we got some yeah. gaming numbers uh, from Micron. People are gaming like it's, it's going out of style. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Uh, what else? You know, I know that's going on in this house. It, it, yeah, my uh, wife does I mean, that thing. It's like she does it before she goes to bed. She checks the, checks the Facebook feed. Oh, God. Zuckerberg, <laughs> he makes it no matter what, doesn't he? And you know, little boxes that come down and she fixes it. And that's what people are doing. I mean, I think Activision Blizzard's come off little, but Call of Duty selling well. And uh, I also think that we haven't yeah. heard from Strauss Zelnick lately, but maybe Take Two's got something pretty good coming with the NFL. Look at that stock. That hangs up there like a champ. So there are some areas we should really do the ultimate stay at home portfolio, David, because I've been relying on mostly tech. But now they're starting to things that just keep you from being stir crazy. Yep. Well, that's a good one. And right. one that a lot of people have been exploring. I know Peloton is another one, right? That's been oh, benefiting from that for yeah, some time, a, hasn't it? It's a real blue chip. Uh, but there is, it, look, there's no <laughs> doubt about it today. We're seeing the Procter & Gamble upgrade is ruling. See, now that's the thing. You read the Procter & Gamble upgrade that I saw. David's incredible. Cut numbers, things they're doing. But they had like some business. Hair care's okay. But Stiefel, up, Stiefel, the guy's really good. Upgrade to buy uh, health care, fabric, and home care. Sure. That's right. I mean, we're washing, we're washing everything. How many times do you go over? Yeah. I mean, I, what do I do? I'm, like, I'm, I'm constantly wiping things. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, what, it's only me at home, and I'm wiping. I, I'm going to give it to myself. Doesn't matter. You still keep wiping. Um, you have to keep wiping because it's in the Constitution, the new Constitution. You got you to keep wiping. You're going to have to figure out a way to also figure out a way to cut your own hair. So that's going to be interesting, too. That, well, there isn't much I got of the it edge cut, the airport. Yeah. But, you know, there was a yeah, downgrade at J.P. Morgan, and you, we forget that, you know, we sure we wish Jamie the best of luck. But, you know, David, we're, we're worried about the fortress balance sheet there. Because Are the, we really worried, though, Jim? No, well, the Are piece you being is, serious when you well, say no, that? No, the piece is about, uh, uh, is about non-performers. Now, I'm not worried. J.P. Morgan should come through fine. But you, non-performers are really at front and center. When we keep hearing forbearance, 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 what that usually means is the bank isn't getting paid. You know, and this isn't community chest and monopoly. This is like cold, hard money. Yeah. Play monopoly yeah. with your daughter and son? Um, not yet, but I'm looking forward to a family game that will go on and on and on for Do you potentially days. Play with social days, distancing? Do you have a board and they have a board? I mean, you just you play that? No, no, six? we're 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 a unit, so we're all stuck together. Oh, so you use one, a, a de you, know, you have a De Blasio all. method, right? <laughs> have fewer have trains and pack them. He's got the, oh, the he's got a King oh, Oscar. He's got a King Oscar plan. Yeah. Listen, we can only hope that things peak in New York as soon as yeah. possible. Um, Jim, let's 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 get to Bob Bassani, get a little more uh, f- uh, focus on the broader market here and what we're seeing. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, David. Good to see you. As always, good to see you, Jim. Uh, it's been a very difficult morning for the Green Shoots crowd. Last night, with the clothes we had, the Green Shoots crowd were all over the place. Oh, have you noticed? We're 20% off the high. We got out of a bear market in 12 days, 13 days. Uh, the dollar is off its highs. We've had reports of corporate insider buying. The Green Shoots crowd was screaming, oh, uh, the bottom is in. And, of course, you see that's not happening. And the reason it's not going to happen is the intraday volatility is titanic in the stock market. And that's what the cue you should look for. So look again today uh, at the sectors and what's going on. It's gone back to where it was on Monday, essentially. So the stuff that's not uh, that's underperforming, energy stocks, of course, bank stocks, 
technology stocks somewhat. And consumer staples are down less. This is a pattern we saw many times on the down days, and that's what's happening uh, today. If you take a look at some of the other things, uh, companies withdrawing guidance, the list keeps growing. We keep this list here at CNBC. It's getting close to 30, but we have Gap. We had KB Home. We had uh, Essilor Luxottica. They make Ray-Ban. They trade over in Paris. They withdrew their guidance uh, as well. Uh, Maserit, one of the big REITs as well. So the list grows, and it's going to get bigger as we get to earnings season. Companies are going to simply withdraw their guidance, or in some cases, as the SEC has allowed them, they may not even file their 10Qs. They've got a 45-day grace period if they fit certain criteria. I want to show you the S&P futures overnight, because this is my main theme. The Intraday volatility has been titanic, and it's not changing. We swung in a 100-point range overnight. This was before the open. That implies 4 or 5% move from high to low. Those are enormous numbers, and that's why we're getting these VIX numbers that are really through the roof. If you take a look at what's been going on for the week, and I'm just talking about closing prices this week, S&P on Monday, down 8.9%. Tuesday, up 9.8%. Wednesday, up 1.2%. That's a rare calm day. Thursday, up 5.7%. And these are not intraday swings. These are just the closing numbers. The intraday swings we are seeing are 5%, 6%, 7%. These are unprecedented numbers. So this is why the volatility levels are still elevated. If you look at the VIX on just what the volatility we've had for the month of March, not what we think it's going to be, but the month, the VIX is 100, essentially. And it's implying these enormous swings in the future as well when you try to get the VIX, which tries to figure out 30 days out. Thursday, the intraday volatility was 5%. So people say, Bob, why is the VIX at 65, 66? There is no way in God's green earth that the VIX is going to go down when you're having intraday price swings in the S&P of 5%, 6%, 7% a day. That's the realized ones. Remember, the VIX is a guess. It's just a guess about what the volatility is going to look like one month from now. Traders look at what it's been like the last few weeks and they say, oh my heavens, this is likely to continue. That's why the VIX is at 66. And by the way, 66 is a real number. It measures something. It implies that they're estimating volatility swings of 4 to 5% in the S&P 500 for the next 30 calendar days. That's what an actual measurement of the VIX is telling you right now, because they've been seeing it recently. So people say, what's it going to take? Somebody asked me yesterday to have the VIX in 40. I said, well, you're going to have to get at least the realized volatility that we've been seeing down in the 2% range, 3% range. It's got to get a lot lower before anybody starts letting the VIX drop dramatically. Here's your futures contracts. And you can see they're lower, but even further out, way into June, we're looking at numbers that are, you know, in the high 30s, early 40s. That's a long way out, June. And still traders are still thinking it's going to be very volatile. Now, that'll drop if we get a string of days where there's 2% intraday swings on the S&P and it stays that way. Those numbers will drop. But right now, guys, uh, I don't care what they tell you. There's no bottom in right now until we start seeing things calm down a little bit on an intraday basis. David, back to you. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. And to your point, of course, we have an S&P that is down about 37 percent right now as we are uh, about 15 minutes into the trading day. On Squawk Box this morning, uh, the crew did speak to Leon Cooperman, of course, longtime hedge fund manager, now managing his own uh, sizable uh, pool of capital as well. His advice to investors, don't panic. Don't panic. Don't borrow money to buy stocks. This is not the last uh, opportunity you're going to have. Be very careful with your bonds. Limit your duration. It's no return with plenty of risk. Or someone once said, return-free risk. You know, it's funny he mentioned that, Jim, because the bonds in particular, I keep hearing there's a, still a lack of liquidity right now. Yes. Uh, you know, in that market, uh, even with the Fed's moves. Yeah, and look, in stocks, I mean, we got a lot of stocks that trade in four or five, six-point uh, increments. And what happens there is the people do panic. They go against what Lee's saying. Uh, you, you go into tre- – you're worried about treasury markets. I mean, it, it, we haven't talked about the frozen mortgage market in the last few minutes there, frozen mortgage market. But I do think, David, I look at these stocks, okay, and you get a stock like Apple, and it opens down eight. And say, like, well, yeah, well, okay, so we got some negative story about Apple and how it's doing with iPhones. No kidding. Uh, United Health, it opens down 10. Caterpillar opens down six. I mean, you get these moves, and what the moves say is – Asset yeah. class broken, asset class broken. People don't want to put their life savings in this. They want to take their life savings out of this. 
And I think that's a shame. I, I think they should listen to Lee, but they should recognize that some of the things that Lee talks about, which is that the market uh, has certain uh, rules that they got rid of, like the uptick rule, and that's not coming back. They just make it so it's just very easy to knock over a stock. And stocks are just being knocked over on nothing. Just nothing. Or being taken up no. on nothing. I'm- Boeing was at 90. Goldman Sachs pressure upgrade goes to 180. I mean, you can't, you can't have a stock like that double in three days. That shows you that the asset class, the asset class doesn't work. Yeah, that was that was stunning. What well, that was stunning. By the way, so is the fall in so many of these real estate related names. Oh. Uh, REITs. Uh, you know, I, I failed to mention it. It's one of the first I've seen Howard Hughes Corp. Did you see this, Jim? They're going to they're going to go for a primary offering of stock, try and raise money. They also say Bill Ackman uh, potentially going to step up. We'll see for half a billion dollars in a private placement at the same right. price that they were able to sell whatever number of shares. They didn't actually I didn't see it in the release what their plan is, but. That getting crushed today, of well, course, is Howard Hughes, good to along raise with money when you can so raise many it. of these similar names. But look at a thing like yeah. Tanger Factory Outlet, David. I, this is Steve Tanger. He's one of the most seasoned players. Yeah. The outlets are fun. I find when you're at the beach house, you go to the outlet. I bought a table, a kitchen table at a Tanger last year. David, it's got a 23% yield. Now, that, that, that itself seems like a red flag. Uh, and it's got a, it sells at 6 bucks. I mean, you see these things, and aren't you just kind of astonished? where some of these stocks yes. are. I mean, look, Simon Properties, you yes. know David Simon. Is there anyone who's better at running a mall than David Simon? And, uh, well, I mean, it's I, I, 14% yield. But then again, the malls uh, are, it is, the malls, not a lot of traffic right. in the mall. You know? No, there are you know, not David, a lot of traffic I, in malls that are and closed. By the way, Macy's is a non-essential uh, non-essential property. You know how they have these essential properties, yeah. non-essential. Look at Macy's. You know, they got people say, oh, boy, that dividend, the yield's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, it gets bigger and bigger until it goes away. Macy's is $5.30. May have to throw them some business. Ooh. Man, it is. It, yeah, I'm just looking as you as you mentioned these names, Jim, I look at them and it is shocking. Isn't it? And those dividend yields. I listen, mean, obviously, I mean, we know in, a, in an environment like this, You've got to raise capital any way you potentially yes. can and cut your costs and your expenditures. Yeah, so sl- obviously, these dividends, one would expect. Look, Schlumberger pays $2.8 billion in dividends, right? Now, Schlumberger is the finest company in the industry. Everybody knows that. I, I tried to get a job at Schlumberger yep. in 1983, and basically I was told it's too stupid. I don't ever mind that. I went to college to get stupid. But I gotta, when I look at Schlumberger, a 14% yield down uh, 10% today, these are breathtaking. That's Breathtaking moves. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Jim, let's get to Rick Santelli now. Get a check on the bond markets and fixed income overall. Good morning, Rick. Morning, David. You know, early this morning, we did have some data out. And, you know, many thought personal income and spending is something not to pay attention to. I'm sorry. I think you have to pay attention to it. Up six tenths. It was a whopper on the income side. Actually, the highest level. You'd have to go back to December of 2018 to find a higher month-over-month increase in income. Also, if you looked at some of the internals with regard to the uh, core personal consumption expenditure, that happened to tick up price-wise up to 1.8. That is the highest pricing uh, of that particular core PCE in favor of the Fed since December of 2018. I think we need to be aware of that. Also, Bank of Canada, for the third time in March, cut rates again, this time 50 basis points. All three cumulatively are 150 basis points, which brings their rate to 0.25. If you look at the Fed overnight, the repos, six and three quarters billion. So you can see these numbers are coming down. No takers on their long-term repos in front of the weekend. That's a good thing. Now let's look at it. Two-year chart going back to November 2013, because at 27 basis points, that's the last time uh, we closed at this area. We're now down three on the day, down four on the week. If you look at a one week of tens, hovering at 73 basis points, well, it's interesting. They closed at 85 yesterday. They closed at 85 on Friday. So they're right now down a dozen basis points, both on the day and on the week. And if you look at a month-to-date of tens, Well, you can see the lowest close ever at 54 basis points. So we only have a 19 basis point cushion as we sit here. Truly, it's very difficult to think we're not going to give a retest there. There's just no sustained bounce to the ounce in yields. As a matter of fact, we've had historic 
outflows out of bonds and historic inflows into cash. So, and that's over the last couple of weeks. That's by Bank of America. Finally, let's look at the wildest foreign exchange market. Well, one week of the dollar index starting last Friday, of course. And you can see, you know, we settled just a whisker shy of 103. We got down last night to 98 and 7 eighths. We're now currently trading just under 100. A wild week. And if it were to close here, it would be down almost 3%. At the lows last night at 98 and 7 eighths, it was down, what, 4%. These are huge moves for days and weeks on the foreign exchange market. David, back to you. Seems to be the watchword, of course. Huge moves in uh, so many markets, Rick. Thank you, Rick Santelli. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll come back to Jim for Stop Trading. Stay with us on Squawking the Street. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Let's get to a stop trading with Jim Chipotle is yeah. the name you're focused on, Jim. Uh, Key has a great piece on it. Now, the stock has come down a lot. Uh, they were using 960 price target, now using 790. But, David, I, Brian Nichols doing some incredible things here. He's got a free delivery. Go to the site, order now, free delivery. Uh, they are going to be the winner when the smoke clears in, in, the, uh, in fast food. And, and I think they're going to be the winner because they remain the millennials' favorite. They're still doing everything nutritionally. But they have come up with the best digital system. And that's incredible. I mean, these guys are also the best tech. What a great idea. They got Brian Nickel there. They got great taste in food. They got the best technology. Maybe that's one. You, if you, uh, we're going to talk to Jim Stewart soon. If you have a long term horizon, Chipotle, CMG, I think you can buy it in stages. Buy some here, buy some 550, buy some 450 if it gets there. That's my kind of stock for the ages. You know, Jim, I did want to come back to what you opened the show with uh, before we get to our next hour, which is oil, which is down and which has such large implications for the global economy and for other countries and, you know, is just not a story that we've been focused on, given everything else. Yeah, look, um, oil's got a whole 20, David. I'm just telling you, it's got a whole 20, period, in a story. Hard stuff. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. And, and obviously, uh, the broader markets with the S&P down about 3.6%. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.